Are you listening to this episode on Himalaya? If so, congratulations, because you're already using the best new podcast app out there. If you're not, you're missing out. Whether you're a podcaster or a fan, Himalaya is designed with you in mind and has a ton of cool features like curated, shareable playlists and collections made just for you. Aww. Along with personalized recommendations to help with content discovery. And the best part is, it's super easy to use! Exclamation point. It's definitely my favorite listening app, and I'm sure it'll be yours, too. Uh, so do yourself a favor, download Himalaya today, and be sure to follow Uncovering Unexplained Mysteries once you're there. What's up, everybody, and welcome to episode number 149 of Uncovering Unexplained Mysteries for Thursday, July 18th, 2009. I am trying a, a less abrasive opening these days. You may have noticed I'm not going, all right, what's up, everybody? Welcome to, you know, I'm, I'm trying to not yell. <laughs> I'm trying to be very like Bob Ross-esque, and it's not the anti-anxiety meds either. It's, it's just me trying a new thing, that's all. So I'm trying to be like... Hi, everybody. Welcome to episode number 149 of Uncovering Unexplained... No, sorry. I'm not doing some NPR shit either, but uh, anyway. Trying to be chill. Yes, yes. Trying to be more adult, you know. I just... I, we <laughs> we want to get those better reviews. We want Himalaya to like us more. So, uh, anyway, my name's Josh Cannon, and I'm here with my co-host, Mike. How you doing, Mike? It feels like we did this like two days ago, and now we're doing it again. Yeah, because we were so behind for a couple weeks. Uh, that's why. Yeah, um, I know. Hopefully, now we're going to be back on track. Uh, back on track. Um, I'm doing good. I did a double shift yesterday because I helped out an employee who had like a family emergency. So I came in and did the rest of her shift, which meant I did like eight, nine hours uh, yesterday. Initially, I was only going to do four um because i was supposed to come in at like five and close but i came in at twelve fifteen, so i was at there from twelve fifteen to nine thirty. dude how fucking happy are are they are your employers with you they must they're really happy with me they must love your ass <laughs> so you just come in all the fucking time you're you're johnny on the spot whenever they need you like there's only a couple times like there was one time i was already out and about with a friend of mine and I missed a call and I was just like, I, I just don't want to go to work. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, but uh, most of the, but the majority of the time I come in, I already came in once and helped out this week uh, when a manager called me in because someone called out and I covered for the closing shift. And then um, see, the thing is I, I I'll try to, I'm just taking advantage of how many hours I can get in the summer until I go back to school in August because I'm not going to have open availability. <laughs> but I don't think it's really going to matter because I don't think they were going to give me crazy hours then anyway because the seasonal employees are going to be hired at that point. So they're going to have more, you know, hours and more, you know, um, I'll probably end up getting less, but I don't know. Maybe not. I, I, I mean, we'll see what happens. Um, I'm just trying to take as many hours as I can get right now while I can get them. And then they've been willing to give them to me. So, I mean, with the shift that I covered and with this other shift, I'm over 30 hours for this week alone. So You're one of those employees that, like, you're going to eventually go missing and they're going to find <laughs> they're going to find your body in some ravine. But before they find your body, they're going to interview like your employer. And it's going to be one of those interviews where 
you know, they interview the missing person's like manager or something. And uh. and she's just going to be like, yeah, Mike was a great employee. He showed up on time. He came in whenever we need him. He always had a good attitude. I mean, just great guy. I just don't know why he would just up and, and leave like he did. I mean, <laughs> it seems like he would have called or something. It's just very unlike him, you know? Yeah. That, that would have been you, yeah. man. That You would have been that guy. <laughs> Um, I would have been no. the, I would have been the guy that if if I didn't show up for a few days and they didn't hear from me they'd be like well we don't expect a lot out of Josh he's proven <laughs> he's proven that he clearly doesn't really want to be here so it wouldn't surprise me if he just quit and didn't let us know so that's why we didn't call the cops or anything and uh, why his body has been decomposing in the uh, swamp for two months <laughs> undiscovered yeah. Um, speaking of swamp, uh, I uh, saw a crawl uh, on Tuesday night with, with a friend of mine. What in Sam Hill is that? Crawl is a movie that just came out uh, that takes place in Florida in the middle of a hurricane. And oh, uh, I, yeah, I saw previous that, that actually alligators. Looked, that looked like it would it was going to be pretty good. It was great. Really? I loved it. Sweet. It was a fantastic film. And Mike doesn't fast paced, uh, really e- exciting, tons of thrills. Uh, great direction, uh, straightforward plot, but effective. Uh, essentially, it's a survival horror thriller with a father and a daughter, and they are stuck in the middle of a hurricane in their old house while it's filling up with water, and there's gators. You see, like folks... big-ass fucking gators they gotta deal with. This is the thing about Florida, is, is, is this is shit that we deal with every single year. Like, our house floods and we have to fight off gators, and this is just normal to us. And all you other, all you other sissies out there go out and make a damn Hollywood blockbuster about it, and then you insult us daily by saying, Florida man this, Florida man that. Well, you know, when it comes down to it, we're some pretty, we're some pretty tough cookies, you know? I don't know how many times I've had to kick an alligator in its eye to keep from doing the alligator death roll on me, or how many times I've had to swim onto my roof and, you know, wave at helicopters in the air and shit, you know, to come down and... Okay, maybe none of that happened, but <laughs> but still, it has happened to a lot of us so, here. Are, are you are you the one that, that uh, stabbed a gator in the head with a kitchen knife, and that's why the gator's float, swimming around with a kitchen knife in its head? Because there was a story I heard where there's a gator just swimming around. It's got a fucking kitchen. Dude, knife those in things are head. prehistoric, man. Those things are yeah. those things are, are are crazy. Like, yeah. I will say though, um, meth gators. During one of yeah. did you hear about that? <laughs> meth gators. It wouldn't surprise me. <laughs> getting flushed yeah. into the water supply. All the gators that are. Uh, I don't know if it was Florida or not. Wouldn't surprise me at all if it was Florida. They don't feel pain. <laughs> <laughs> No, there's this one time though. There's like such a it flooded so bad out where my parents used to live that uh, someone called uh, rescue and they couldn't get down the road. They they brought they busted out a fan boat, one of those boats with a big ass loud fan on the back. They did they had to fan boat down our dirt yeah. road because the water was deep enough to where they they were able to do that. I have a picture of yeah. it. It's insane. It was actually okay. This is the article. This is from USA Today. Pray to never encounter a meth gator, an alligator, or a methamphetamine. 
One Tennessee police department is urging residents not to flush drugs down the toilet, <laughs> citing fears that wildlife might consume them and exhibit unnatural behaviors. <laughs> Ducks, geese, and other fowl frequent our treatment ponds, and we shudder to think what one all hyped up on meth would do. <laughs> I'm thinking of a fucking duck on meth. Or fuck, geese are mean as it is. A fucking geese on meth? Yeah, I don't... Yeah. I mean... The you, Aflac duck high on meth. You've seen enough episodes of... Co- <laughs> oh, God. You're right. Yeah. Uh, you've seen enough uh, uh, episodes of Cops to see what meth does to your average white trash trailer park dweller. I mean, you, you, imagine that, but alligator. Or, God yeah. forbid, a, a chimpanzee of some kind or a gorilla. Oh, a gorilla? God. Holy You're shit, fucked at that point. All right, I want to see, like, these super machines they're building that are eventually going to take all of our jobs. I want to see one of those super robots that's going to, like, take our, you know, automation jobs. One of those versus a methed-out gorilla and see who would win. (laughs) So, uh, furthermore, the police department, Loretto Police Department, they said if it made it far enough, we could create meth gators in Shoal Creek and then Tennessee River down in North Alabama. So, of course, social media latched onto it. They're like, meth gators. <laughs> and then there was like a, did you hear about the attack squirrel case in Alabama? No. Some lady. Yeah, some lady. Um, there was an Alabama fugitive who fed meth to pet attack squirrel named D's Nuts. Wow. And he was, ar- he was arrested after a car chase. Uh, he denied feeding methamphetamine to his attack squirrel. But uh, I guess it was actually found out that, um, yeah, they said, like, he said, it's one of those things, like, he said he initially did it, but then he's like, no, I didn't. I was just joking around. But, you know, the authorities uh, say that the squirrel couldn't be tested for meth and has been released. <laughs> you know, I, I've said it before. I'll say it again. You know, people wonder why aliens won't come down and talk to us. Like, fuck fuck's sakes they're just up in their spaceship looking down on us going they're not ready they're they're still these nuts (laughs) (laughs) the humanoids seem to be feeding methamphetamine to an animal they are not ready to communicate with us yet (laughs) i think the reason why they haven't done a lot of communication if 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 that's the case now is because we drove them away that's what i think not because of how dumb a lot of our our citizens are uh dumb humans can be i think it's because of you know how hostile we our government was towards well them. you know when you just come into an uh, you know you have air spaces and sovereign nations sovereignties and all this other kind of stuff it's like i get it to a certain degree i mean especially when you're like freaking people out and abducting people and shit you know it's like that's not cool uh not consensual by any means so maybe if they went about it a different way we wouldn't have reacted the way we did well i don't think all of them you know i don't think every alien race is abducting and anal probing people so i like the one here the one featured in in the next case we're going to talk about. Oh wow, Mike, you've be, you've become the king of segways. I think, if <laughs> if, if nothing else, the, you know, as far as your skill sets that you've gotten from this podcast, you've just become a master segwayist. But yeah, this is a case that we mentioned last week that uh, we surprisingly have uh, not talked about 
surprisingly for many reasons. First reason being is it's a UFO case from the Unsolved Mysteries Ultimate Collection, um, which I figured I covered every single one of those. And the second reason it's surprising is because this is just a really good uh, UFO yeah. case. And it was said, according to Unsolved Mysteries, it's said to be one of the most well-documented uh, mm-hmm. UFO sightings because uh, there's physical evidence left behind by the craft. The military responded. The military they responded. Some, they have some uh, guy from the military who I think was there during the investigation who's interviewed in in the in the in this particular segment and he views it as very credible and the witness uh, was was a police officer and not just some kook you know because yeah. with just your average joe schmo there's less credibility simply for the fact that you, they're not working in an, any kind of official capacity so it doesn't really matter if they just make up whatever the fuck they want but if uh-huh. you're a police officer it, you're it, you know you're trained to not be sensationalist you're trained to be very logical and report you know the facts and that's yeah. what Lonnie Zamora officer Lonnie Zamora that's what he did um on April 24th 1964 in the small town of Socorro New Mexico police officer Lonnie Zamora spotted a local teenager speeding through town Officer Zamora followed the teenager to the edge of Socorro and out into the desert. Now, see, this is one thing I don't like about the unsolved.com as opposed to the actual segment. Because yeah. in the actual segment, uh, Stack narrated something like, Officer Lion Zamora thought this would be the most action yeah. he was going to get today. Yeah, you exactly, know? yeah. So he followed the teenager to the, the... most excitement, yeah. Yeah, the most excitement, yeah, exactly. And so, like, they, they leave out that peppering uh, on the mm-hmm. unsolved.com, unfortunately. So he follows this teenager out to the edge of the desert. Uh, Zamora had no idea the strange twist his life was about to take. Now, already, based off of that, what a great setup for... uh, Because you think, okay, it's a small, sleepy town. He's just following a teenager speeding. What what kind of strange twist could possibly happen? What kind of weird thing could possibly happen? Then to quote Lonnie Zamora, I could see a white object to my left there. I thought it was a turned-over car. When I got up to the top of the mesa there, I looked down and I saw this big white object on the ground. I thought I could see something around the craft there. I could see some figures. Looked like they were walking around the craft. According to Lonnie, there were red markings on the hull. A vertical arrow with a horizontal line beneath it and a crescent-shaped line above it. And the figures were like uh, dressed in white. They looked like marshmallows (laughs) in some ways. Like marshmallow men, because not not like it didn't look like the Michelin Man or the Stay Puft or anything, but you know they were all dressed in white. They had kind of looked uh, like they were kind of uh, blockish, you know, blockheads or something, like because of the whole sort of design that the reenactment shows. But I think it's probably based on what he actually saw. Yeah, uh, Lonnie tried to radio uh, police headquarters, but was not able to break through the heavy static. After hearing two metallic sounds like doors clanging shut, Lonnie said the small figures were gone. I saw this flame come up from underneath it, and then I ran back behind the car, and it went up two, twenty, thirty feet up in the air. It just stayed there for a while, and then finally it just took off slowly to the west. At first, you know, after I got to my senses, I said, did I see it or didn't I, you know? What happened, you know? He seems like an incredibly credible witness 
because it doesn't look like he's lying in these in these uh, interviews. Uh, seems very genuine um, with his body language, um, and this is one of those things where he's also very detailed. Like the details are so uh, vivid that. It, it would be like really asking a lot for this guy, this small town cop in some you know small town in New Mexico, to really come up with such a a hoax like this. Also, when you have all these different marks and things like that that are found on the ground, uh, and that coincide with exactly what he's talking about, of course the trace amounts of radiation that were found at the site which is a, a connection that most UFO sightings have is some form of radiation that's left behind. Um, the static, like, you know, how often does that happen where you can't speak through your, you know, speak, you can't, you know, use your uh, radio because there's just so much static in a, in a, in a desert where there yeah, is in a very little uh, interference from anything. Exactly. Um, I also want to, before uh, you go further with this, I definitely want to mention uh, the CGI effects of the UFO in this particular segment. To me, it is some of the more impressive CGI from this particular period of the show. This is in the eighth season. I think it's close to when it was might have been taken off. Uh, no, I think it was like, or, or when things were changed around, like it went to a different network. Um, went from NBC to some other uh, network um, and the budget was kind of messed around with uh, early early episodes tended to have CGI but they also tended to have some practical um, here you have a totally uh, computer generated effect of the UFO but uh, it doesn't look too dated and I, I actually think it, it, it has a a quite um, mesmerizing uh, look and appearance to it, uh, and it, it they did a good job superimposing it to the to the uh, particular location where you have the reenactment uh, that's being shot, uh, and it's really effective watching that that particular part of this segment with Lonnie's recollections, you know, his actual uh, voice. Narrated yeah, just the while you see the imagery mm -hmm. of this this very metallic, very chrome looking object in the middle of a desert. The juxtaposition of of earth and dirt and this very highly technological, very pristine chrome ball, essentially lifting yeah. off and then slowly floating away. Uh, that that imagery. I would say it was more. Uh, I wouldn't say it was a ball shape. It was more of a, kind of almost kind of like a bar, some of those bigger bars of soap. Well, you know, you know kind of like cylindrical, cylindrical or obelisk, yeah. whatever. I don't know. Whatever the fuck. Oblong. They, Oblong. There you go. Just that imagery in and of itself was uh, really good. So uh, with his. It didn't make a sound either. Yeah. Which is, as we, as we know, a, a very uh, hallmark quality of ufos is is they are always quiet for the most part unless they unless they don't want to be quiet um then sometimes they they make some kind of a sound but it's not it's never like a your typical like engine sound 
It's like it'll be some other kind of oscillating sound or subsonic frequency that's felt or something like that. So anyway, with his radio static now free, Lonnie called an old friend, Sergeant Sam Chavez of the New Mexico State Police, and told him to hurry to the site. I could tell that Lonnie was excited and probably scared. Lonnie Zamora, he's a very dependable, honest type of person. He's not one to create or make stories or build things up to make it exciting or anything like that. When Sam arrived, he and Lonnie noticed what looked like landing marks on the ground. The reenactment's funny here because <laughs> the actor who portrayed Lonnie Zamora I thought was pretty good. Yeah. Uh, he was pretty, he was over the top. He, there's even a scene where he's like, Dios mio. Yeah, he's like, they, yeah. he's like, mira, mira, there, there were, there, there were people. <laughs> <laughs> Just how he said people I thought were funny. They were, they were people. Um, <sighs> so, uh, yeah, when Sam arrived, he and Lion noticed what looked like landing marks in the ground. We found some indentation on the ground where this thing had landed and the marks into the ground were nine inches deep. Eight inches long and nine inches wide. I started looking for tracks, human tracks, but the only thing I found were impressions on the ground that were made by a perfect circle. But I found no human tracks, no shoe prints. See, this is another witness. So he didn't necessarily see the UFO, but he saw the aftermath, which is very unnatural. So you have two really credible people here, police officers, you have one that saw it, and then one who was completely outside of the whole thing, did was called in to check it out, was also realizing and seeing these these very unnatural imprints and and uh, touches to uh I don't think touches is probably the right word, but um indentations and stuff like that in, in the ground. Right. U.S. Army officials at the nearby White Sands Missile Range sent Captain Richard T. Holder to investigate. My first impression was that it was something from the range that needed possible help. You know, first aid, attention, or at best, security. The more I got into it... Is <laughs> Stop it now. I'm trying to read. The more I got into it, the less convinced I was that that was the case. Holder noticed the unusual marks left in the sand and a bush burned to a crisp on only one side. Everything we saw seemed to support the story that Officer Zamora recounted. Nothing gave me the slightest hint that he did this as a hoax or cooked it up for fame or fortune. Uh, <laughs> okay, extra, extra, read all about it. <laughs> yeah, see? <laughs> Holder do not sound like that. I'm trying. <laughs> I'm trying new shit. Okay. <laughs> All right. This is the try. Josh tries new shit. Yeah. Podcast. This is a. This is. A <laughs> we'll call that the Dick Dickerson vocal. Like, if, <laughs> if you're a fan of that one, I can bring Dick Dickerson back anytime you want me to. Uh, after their investigation, the Air Force agreed that Lonnie saw something, uh, but they insisted that it must have been a secret military aircraft. UFO expert and author Jerome Clark said the official explanation doesn't hold water. They were never able to find such evidence that any such thing was being tested at the time. And in fact, even today, not an iota of evidence has emerged to support that claim. Nonetheless, the Air Force line on this case has been that this is a credible witness. He clearly saw some kind of structured flying vehicle, and it must have been something that we built even if we can't find it anywhere. 
Air Force officials brought in Dr. J. Allen Hynek, a respected astronomer and consultant on Project Blue Book, the Air Force's official study of the UFO phenomenon. Dr. Hynek found the physical evidence convincing, but according to Jerome Clark, the most persuasive argument was Lonnie Zamora himself. Dr. Hynek was enormously impressed by Lonnie Zamora. He thought there was virtually no possibility of a hoax. He expressed huge disdain for the Blue Book handling of the report. And he said it was clear that the story that Blue Book had cooked up about this possibly being some kind of experimental aircraft was a story that even Blue Book knew to be untrue, but which was invented to keep Congress from har harassing the Air Force. How to explain what Lonnie Zamora saw? No matter what others believe, Lonnie has no doubt what he witnessed was not of this earth. If they want to believe me, good. If they don't want to believe me, it's all right, too. <laughs> I like how he said he says it like like he's uh -huh. literally just smoked a couple joints. He's yeah. like the most calm, just yeah, old. He seems like a really good guy, just stoic guy. Yeah. Sadly, he passed away of a heart attack in 2009. Oh, that's a bummer. He was pretty old, even in the unsolved mystery yeah, segment, though. Um, this is a, a short but very sweet segment. Um, straightforward, very simple. Lonnie's chasing some. Uh, jerk off teenagers driving too fast and the guy really the, the teenager like he doesn't pull over right away like he knows that there's a cop chasing him and he's like he's I'm gonna take him you know for a ride it's like it's kind of surprising like he's like oh dad's gonna kill me <laughs> just, so it just like decides to get into even more trouble by I, they, they didn't really explain like what what happened with did did the teenager see the UFO too or did the teenager just drive off and, and Lonnie stopped the car and then was like, oh my god, there's a f flying saucer. And the teenager got away. Wish there had been a damn flying saucer the night that I got pulled over for my damn DUI. <laughs> that would have been great. Um, but, uh, yeah, it's straightforward but very effective. The effects for the time uh, I thought were really good. Uh, very credible witnesses, not only from you know, not only with Mora himself, but his uh, his friend who was also in law enforcement, uh, the military officer, uh, and they didn't met this reenactment. I mean, not not reenactment. This uh, this did not mention the other one, the uh, the uh, guy at the gas station. Oh yeah, apparently there was a kid who I believe he was probably the son of the guy who runs the gas station. No, he uh, was. Near. They were just. They were just re like driving through, and his dad stopped to get gas. And uh, no, I didn't. I don't. I don't know if it was his, the dad. I thought that was just a guy, kid who was at the gas station. I thought it was some, something else. Well, I don't know. Either way, there was a kid at a gas station, yeah. and they 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 found this kid and they interviewed him, and now he's an well, at, you know, he was an adult, and he's even older now. But you know, whatever. They interviewed him, and he was talking about how. Someone would there was talking about seeing it. It flew right yeah. over their car. They were talking to the gas station guy, and they're like, "Hey, you know, like planes fly really low over here. Like, I didn't know that. Like, we were driving around, and there was something flew right over us. It was going over a hundred miles an hour, at least. Yeah, it was like this, you know, round object. You know, it's at first the guy." The, it, I don't know. Like they, 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 they were not able to find the person 
who allegedly said this. So that might not be that credible of a story. Um, but what I, I do find puzzling is like how nonchalant that guy was about what he saw and what happened. Yeah, I was flying over 100 miles an hour, almost, you know, touched the roof of our car, and it was, like, round and metallic. It's like, what, what fucking jet or, or fighter jet or plane do you know of, dude, that it looks like that? Like, well, why are you so like, oh, it's, what kind of planes? <laughs> I guarantee you at some point he's the words uh what in the Sam Hill were definitely uttered. <laughs> because you know, if that were me, I'd be like fucking you up. <laughs> you know, like what what's up with you? Flying saucers. You you got do you have a lot of flying saucers here in New Mexico? Because one flew right over our car. Yeah, and the the kid or the guy who was interviewed who was the kid who overheard that conversation. <laughs> Even as an adult, it, like he he still has like that. It, it almost like I feel like he still had that like little kid bowl cut, and like he still <laughs> he still looked like like his name should be Little Timmy or something. But just with uh, this adult looking face now, it's so funny. It's like you know what? He's looking at himself in the mirror at eight years old. I like this bowl cut. It's working for me. I'm gonna ride this out for the rest of my adult life too. I think uh, I think this is how <laughs> I'm gonna pull in the ladies. Yeah. Uh, one last thing about this particular case. I don't believe the military's uh, or the Air Force's explanation that it was one of their aircrafts. Uh, it doesn't fit fat. It, it doesn't fit. doesn't fat. It doesn't fit the uh, type of aircraft that they had at the time, unless it's some super secret aircraft that they were, you know, working on, which I guess I can't necessarily discount that. But why would they automatically just admit that? Like, why would they just be like, yeah, it's some secret, top secret uh, aircraft we were experimenting with that looks like a flying saucer. Nothing to see here. <laughs> um, I, I buy the theory that they they just said it's some experimental aircraft and left it at that because not, not necessarily because they didn't want Congress to bother them. And once again, didn't want to cause mass hysteria or panic in the public. Which, if the if the military, the air force, just literally just came out and confirmed it and said yes, that's it's, it's an uh, it's an unidentified flying object. We believe it is more than likely from extraterrestrial origin. You know, it would have caused like mass hysteria back then. Yeah, well, that's always been like the big thing is like it's irresponsible for the government to announce publicly. You know, here's these things. They're flying over our, you know, our country. We don't know where they came from. We don't necessarily know how to stop them, but we just thought you should, you'd like to know, you know, have a good day. You know, like that's, that's been the whole. I think we could handle that more now than back in the 70s. I don't know. I think a lot of people would still, uh, would still be like, I'm getting or my, the 60s. I'm good. I'm going to get my guns. Going to go. Well, yeah, of course, but that that'll always be the case. But I think there's a more there's a higher percentage of people who could handle that more. I mean, look at the recent report. Wasn't that basically kind of just already acknowledging that yes, you know, we kind of have seen and and cataloged unidentified, you know, flying objects. The military is, you know, the government is aware of their exist existence. Yeah. Um, do you have anything else to say about this particular case? Nope. 
except it's a really good case. It and is. if you folks haven't seen it yet, definitely check it out. It's on the Amazon Prime and season eight, and it's also on the uh, UFO box set, which apparently seems to be one of the few box sets out there that like you can still get for like an affordable price. That's because it was the most popular, probably one of the most popular. Probably had more copies available than some of the other ones. Yeah. Because, like, the Miracles is the hardest one to find. That's because I guarantee you it sold the worst because it sucks. God, the Miracles are awful. Some of them, <laughs> some of them are tolerable, but Jesus. Jesus loves me. Oh, no. Why are you... <laughs> to quote Michael Jackson from uh, uh, Growing Up in Neverland or whatever it's called. Why you do this to me? I know that's an obscure <laughs> reference. There, there was a saying where Martin Bashir at, in a... Was it... Yeah. Grow, uh, living with Michael Jackson, I think, is what the documentary mm-hmm. was called that Martin Bashir did. And Martin's like, but Michael, didn't it upset you when your father was hitting you? And he just like put his hands in his face. He's like, why are you doing this to me? And it's just, it's just like how he said it. I just always remember yeah. how people say certain things. And uh-huh. so whenever you started doing that Jesus loves me thing just then, I just thought of Michael Jackson going, <laughs> why are you doing this to me? <laughs> <laughs> All right, so the next thing we're going to be talking about is shit that uh, you know, it's it's modern day, it's pop culture, it's now, folks. It, it's it's ha- it's happening as the kids yeah, as the wow. kids said. As as the as the kids said yeah, back in the back in the 70s, 70s yeah. <laughs> it's uh it's 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 jiving, you know, it's far out. You know, I'm sure you, you don't want to be like it's lit, fam. No, that's even worse. <laughs> mm. Mike, that sounds so unnatural coming from you. I know. Um, no, it's this whole storming uh, the Area 51 meme that uh, has... This is so dumb. It is very dumb. So there's this guy, he formed a Facebook group, um, and it was all about storming Area 51. I don't, is there an article or yeah, something? Yeah, I got an it? article right here. I'll send it to you right quick. Bum, 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 All right. Uh, I would... Ooh, Vox, Yay. <laughs> yeah, read like the second paragraph because the first one is just, ta- you know, okay. it's like every article nowadays. It's like so, they got to say all this other bullshit before they get to their point. Early in the week of July 1st, the anonymous administrators of the public meme page shit posting because I'm in shambles. Uh, that's, a, that's a great uh, title. You know that some really wonderful, fresh stuff is going to come from that group. Uh teamed up with a Twitch video game streamer named Simps Smiley Cun to organize an event called Storm Area 51 They Can't Stop All of Us. Per the event description, attendees are invited to fly out to Lincoln Country, Nevada. I'm pretty sure it's Lincoln County. Lincoln County, Nevada, and all meet up at the Area 51 Alien Center tourist attraction and coordinate our entry at 3 a.m. Pacific on September 20th. The goal is supposedly to break into the highly secretive and secure military compound, which has been characterized in fiction as a place where the U.S. government houses and researches alien technology. The thinking goes is that if a bunch of people head toward the high-security base at once, the military won't stand a chance of stopping them, which is a bunch of fucking bullshit. Okay, this there's there's a giant fence, first off, that's that you're fenced off from the facility. So... You're not getting in there uh, unless you like try to cut the fence. And if you try to do that, it's going to set off an alarm. And there are signs plastered all over the fences that say, you know, you it, trespassers will be shot. 
Like, this is a government facility. Like, if you try to break into this government facility, we will shoot you. For added measure, the event description notes, notes if we Naruto run... Yeah, I uh, roll. A reference to a highly particular, frequently memed style of running from the long-running anime Naruto. We can move faster than their bullets. Let's see them aliens. And Naruto run. It's like you put your what? You put your head forward. Yeah. And your hands back. Yeah. Like you're like running your head arms first back. into something. Yeah. Yeah. I think you imagine uh, just just think it. Just I'm having the image of a bunch of weebs, like thousands of fucking weebs, Naruto running. (laughs) 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 Maybe this will make me lose my virginity. (laughs) I mean, it's pretty funny, but like apparently they've done shit like that before. Like they they there was an event in Florida where there's a hurricane and they had people go on the beach and do a Naruto run. Into a hurricane. I, you know, this is like one of those things where like, uh, it's like people who do this kind of shit, you know, and obviously they're doing it for the lols, but like, I find it so funny when like, you know, cause most people are just doing it cause, oh, it's fun, whatever. But there are going to actually be people who show up and out of those people, there are going to be a very small group that will actually probably attempt to do a Naruto run at the Area <laughs> yeah. 51. And those are those very small groups of people are the jackasses that I just take pure delight in when something catastrophic happens to them. It's a Darwin Award. Like... They're darn awards yeah. waiting waiting to uh, be awarded, really. Uh, like, like in their minds, I guess they think that, oh, I'm going to be a legend after this. And then when... In your own mind. W- <laughs> when it ultimately backfires, it's like you're a legendary jackass and everybody delights in laughing at you because, of course, none of this is serious. But like any other meme or whatever that goes viral, everyone jumps on the bandwagon with it. And I think this meme is already dead because there was some car company that was doing like a sponsored Facebook advertisement and and it was making a joke like it's big enough to fit you and all your aliens. Uh, And when you know what better vehicle to take on your way to Area 51 than the new it was some I think it was some European car. But when (laughs) I saw that, I was like, yeah, this meme's officially dead. Like. So. okay. So the Storm Area 51 event has gained traction online for its absurdity, drawing reactions across multiple social media platforms. On Twitter, for example, one post that omitted the creator's names, which made it clear that the event is just a high-concept gag, led people who were unfamiliar with its origins to take the idea quite seriously. The replies to that tweet are full of people making fun of the thousands of Facebook users who have agreed to attend, assuming that they seriously intended to travel out to the frame site the fame site in search of extraterrestrial beings. Navigating to the event page, whoever reveals the only thing people are taking seriously is elevating the joke to new heights. So they have like a, a, a map and they have like some different colored blocks on there. They have black blocks that are set up to be the Kyles, you know, because we're going to throw in another meme in here that's all, also almost dead. So... You have Kyle's monster energy buff plus 10 berserk. Then you have like, uh, which are in black. Then you have like a, 
uh, a light blue series of blocks, and they're called rock throwers. And then the other ones are like uh, green, uh, bright green, and they're the Naruto runners. It's a game plan. Yeah, I've seen other so ones where it says like uh, the front, the front of the line is like weebs, and then the second tier is juggalos, and then the third tier is like hippies, and, and like yeah, that's. Some people are like Keanu Reeves is one of the people who's going to show oh, up. Yeah. You know? then, yeah, celebrities are, of course, they're jumping on the bandwagon, which shows you how much even more dead the meme is. Uh, yeah, there's... Uh, and I think a lot of them are uh, faked, you know, like they did a Jay and Silent uh -huh. Bob one I saw yeah. that I highly doubt. So one of the uh, one of the memes that I remember is one that's it's like a time traveler meme. And so, speaking to somebody from the future, it's like, oh, is that the date of the Area 51 massacre? <laughs> you know, that... <laughs> yeah, that's pretty funny. Because that one's, it's fucked up and it's dark, but that, you know, I I'm, I, I have to admit, I, I do like uh, some nice bits of dark humor. So, um... Sure. Because if that really did happen, and these fucking weebs and these idiots tried to, like, break into Area 51, like, I'm pretty sure the military personnel that's there they would warn them they would try to you know stop things for any sort of lethal force or anything like that is used but um if they're not listening people are going to get shot and then it's, it's no longer going to be all fun and games they're not even going to get shot they're going to get fucking vaporized by whatever weird halo alien technology <laughs> that they have it's just gonna be, and they're just gonna like, like just vaporize. But uh, some serious news outlets have tried to report on the event as if it is something other than a gag assembled by some very online twenty-somethings for the entertainment of their very online peers. Like CNN is apparently really trying to get the guy who set up this group. Like apparently, it's been revealed who he is, but like he's not. Wanting to show up on camera or do an interview because he's afraid the FBI is going to be at his house. Bud Light is offering free beer to any alien that makes it out of Area 51. Yeah, Bud Light is joining the party here. <laughs> yeah, I, I love the description. Uh, some very online 20-somethings and their very online peers who love scrolling through memes for hours. God, the amount... There's at least a good handful of people that I'm friends with on on uh, on Facebook who that who do that they fit that description to a T. See, I don't I don't get for me personally. I guess it's some some of the memes are fun. Some of them can be you know funny, but the ones where it just goes on and on and on, I don't get it because it, it just it will just immediately start to lose its luster and stop being funny the further and further you go down. And the more and more of them you see, because it's just it just it's like with any joke, if it's done to death, it's going to become less and less effective. Well, I, I can for I, some people, I guess it's just like, oh, my God, it's still the funniest shit ever. And I, I, I don't get yeah, that. Well, see that I compare it to like like in first grade there, you know, there was the kid in class and that kid was me uh, that would say fart and then everyone would laugh a lot. You know, because that's funny to when you know a group of first graders, 
and then you the kid says fart again and then it you know elicits a, a little bit of a laugh but less than what it initially was and then he says fart again and then there's some chuckles you know whatever and then he says fart again and you know not not really a reaction and then he just keeps saying it until people are like okay shut the fuck up it's not funny anymore you've killed it like that's the biggest thing about jokes is timing yeah you know timing plus uh tra tragedy or some shit like that but like timing timing as in you, you know like whenever i say something really funny i don't milk it i say it and then i move on and let the you know what i say sink in I don't just keep beating you over the head with it. Well, yeah, with stand-up specials, like some of the best ones, they don't repeat the same joke, like or if they over or they say again. something, they let it breathe, they let people yeah. laugh, and then they, you know, either they tag it with something else or they move on to something. They don't sit there and keep. See, I have to make a conf confession here. I have to come out of the closet, the internet closet. Uh, and this is a very unpopular opinion, and I know our, some of our listeners right now are going to be turned off and dislike me a little bit uh, after I state this. But uh, I, I honestly, in general, find memes annoying. Like, I, I don't really like them. I, I don't the whole like, uh, oh, let me t take a random picture that I found online and repurpose it and throw some words over it. And like, that's how like most I feel like especially like the, the well, generation below he, us, Generation Z. Uh -huh or whatever they're called. I feel like that's what comedy is to them now, are repurposed pictures with funny little tags over them. Like, that's uh -huh. their version of so, comedy. I, I, I just I do find feel it annoying. There are, some, there are some legit memes out there that are funny. Like, one of the, the one that I mentioned, uh, for instance. So there are ones that actually have some thought put into them and make references that are actually pretty clever. Um, there are... But there is arguably even more that are just absolute trash. And those are the annoying memes. That you're just like, come on. And then, and then, and then what's annoying about memes, I, I agree that they can be annoying, is just how they can be played out to death. So fast. So fast. Like, and like I mean, you can you can look at a calendar and go month by month on what the, the, the overplayed meme was of that month. Or there might be yeah. several. Like, and for a lot of, uh, you know, legendary comedians, their their sets still kill to this day. Well, because they're always coming and up with new material. Nothing. As a comedian, you you especially yeah. when you well, even I met even old comedians that are no longer with us, like Richard Pryor or George Carlin. Yeah, you know, their sets still kill. And with these memes, like. You're gonna. They're not gonna have any effectiveness. Some of some, some of these memes, they're dead. They don't have any effectiveness anymore. Period. And and then the the hipster in me it's microwave comedy. Yeah, that's what it is. It's microwave comedy, fast food comedy. If that, I think I like microwave better though. Um, the the hipster side of me though wants to get all all uh, annoyed on another level because I've always been interested in aliens and Area Fifty One and shit and now everyone's like talking about it and I just hate that because <laughs> it's like I was always the weird one for talking about that shit and I hate it when people jump on a bandwagon that I that I always liked you know like yeah. especially in the unsolved mysteries community like we're a very dedicated group of people who've always liked this show since our childhood and 
most things. So you're 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 weird. You're you're uh, you're leery of the possibility that if that Netflix unsolved mysteries show comes out, you're gonna have like a bunch of unsolved mysteries weebs. <laughs> yeah, know? a bunch of a bunch <laughs> of normies, a bunch of unsolved mysteries normies <laughs> coming on board who don't even know who Don Decker is or or fucking. Uh, you know, ghost, ghost boy, or or, or the awfulness <laughs> that is storm in hell with the little boy singing "Jesus loves me" in the bubble, the fart bubble that's ascending towards the sky. <laughs> you know, they're not going to know about the good and the bad and the ugly of the OG unsolved mysteries. And uh, you know, thankfully, most of them don't know about the abortion that was the Dennis Farina unsolved mysteries. But and, and they're lucky for that because I unfortunately do have that knowledge was, in my I think, brain. I don't know if it was Joe. I don't know if it was Joe or not, one of our listeners, but it was, I think it, I think it might've been her. She was talking about how she recorded like Unsolved Mysteries, you know, cause I have TiVo, but then it was the Dennis Farina version. <laughs> oh, did she? It was like fairly recently and she was like, she was, she was just horrible. It was just. Just really oh, bad. it is. It's, 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 it's the, it's the <laughs> most, uh, I, like the, the biggest crime about the Farina episodes is is not that I hate Dennis Farina. It's that they took something that was so great and somehow found a way to make it shit. And for that, I hate them because it's like some some memes kind of do that with films too. Which kind of you know, there's a lot of some some classic films that are just getting memed, and then for a lot of people, their introduction to those films is just with these these memes, which you know. It's well, you know, that's one way to introduce somebody to something, but I don't know. It's kind of it's kind of rough to that film because then that person's just gonna associate that film when they see it with a meme, you know, some dumb meme that they saw on the internet. Dude, I'm telling you, the generation below us, the kids, kids out there, the fucking teens and early twenty somethings, like there's some rare except there's some exceptions. That's that's their version. People. That's their version of like stand up comedy. Like that's yeah. what's funny to them are memes. I'm not I'm, I'm not going to make an assumption that everyone in that generation is like. Well, Mike, that, you, 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 you know, one of us of has to make the sweeping generalizations on this podcast, and you know, <laughs> I'm the guy for the job. And then you've been handpicked out of a uh, number of very uh, talented and experienced applicants. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's how that happened. Maybe that's why. Maybe that's why a lot of my commentary YouTube videos, though, though they do get good views usually, they also get a lot of downvotes too because I'm so goddamn opinionated. <laughs> so this, uh, the guy who set up this group is apparently named Mar Maddie Roberts. Uh, he lives in California. He created the Facebook page as a joke, not realizing that millions would rally behind his battle cry to see them aliens. Uh, most but not all knew the desert congregation scheduled for September 20th was in jest. Um, and apparently, this is him quoted. He's like, I waited for three days and there were like 40 people, and then it just completely took off out of nowhere. It was pretty wild. Roberts told KLS he had declined interviews as interest was skyrocketing because he thought if he revealed his identity, he might have F FBI agents showing up at his door. I was just like, the FBI is going to show up at my house, and I got a little spooky from there. And I'm like, really? You say the FBI is going to... They have better things to do. So I guess he came up with the idea, the guy who created the meme page, after podcaster Joe Rogan interviewed Area 51 whistleblower Bob Lazar and filmmaker Jeremy Corbell. 
Lazar claims that he worked at an alien spacecraft while he was employed in one of Area 51's underground facilities. Um, before coming out to KLS, Roberts communicated with NPR via Facebook Messenger under the pseudonym Val. I just thought it would be a funny idea for the meme page. Uh, he also said that although he doubted he'd have an actual army gathered to run into Area 51 this September, he'd been in touch with some pretty great people to plan a safer yet still out of this world de desert event. Well, that's the case. Good for him. That'd be better. Um, for its part, the Air Force told Washington Post that Area 51 is an open training range for the U.S. Air Force, and we would discourage anyone from trying to come into the area where we train American armed forces. <laughs> Jeez, that's 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 a little a little more than a veiled threat, I would say. I'm not saying we're going to shoot you, but uh, I wouldn't go to an area where we trained armed forces, if you know what I mean. Yep. So, um... Here's some information, uh, a deeper sort of look into Area 51, um, which is located in Groom Lake, Nevada. Which is another nickname for Area 51. Uh -huh. Hidden within a ring of mountains deep within the high desert is Area 51, a secretive military installation that exists as part of the Nellis Military Operations Area. It has served as a military test facility since the 1950s and is well known for its role in conspiracy theories. Originally known as Site 2, or The Ranch, this mysterious base is where Lockheed tested the first U-2 spy planes. They went on to test the SR-71 Blackbird, which is, I honestly, is my favorite uh, plane ever. I, I just, I, lo I love the Blackbird. Like, I remember I actually got a chance to actually see one, because uh, that was at an Air Force Museum, like, and it was really cool. Oh, cool. Um... The uh, A-12, or ox cart, likely the inspiration for many UFO sightings. Yeah, maybe, but I doubt it. <laughs> the F-117 Nighthawk at this location. Uh, and also the stealth bomber. Uh, the base is perhaps the most famous clandestine military base in the world. For decades, determined visitors have been attempting to get close, yearning for a chance to unlock its secrets with their telephoto lenses. Consistently thwarted, snooping citizens are unable to get close, the area around the base is patrolled by numerous pickup driving guards. There you go. See, it's that's the area. You know, Naruto run into that. There's already a bunch of people armed and driving around. <laughs> and they're armed with M16s. And they are allowed to use deadly force if someone does not halt on entering the base. Yeah. Yeah, he shot me. What the hell? It was supposed to be funny. Yeah. As of yet, there has never been such an incident, but it's surely a deterrent. Usually the guards call the local police who dole out a $600 fine for those curious enough to try to get close. There's another thing there. You want to pay a $600 fine? Do you have that amount of money in your pocket? Stupidity tax, man. The closest legal vantage point of the base is at the top of Tickaboo Peak, around 26 miles away. Tickaboo? What's next to that one? Uh, Peekaboo Peak. <laughs> well, apparently they their five year old <laughs> name that one. That's fine. <laughs> um, for so yeah, uh, for quite some time, no reliable, untampered with aerial images existed of the base, and it didn't show up on any maps. And that's why you had the Air Force actually show up on camera in the past and say there is no such thing as Area Fifty One. Nowadays, they can't they can't say that because. You know, we have better uh, aerial photographs, and there's legitimate proof that it exists. 
But I always thought that was kind of funny. You know, it was just like, no, it doesn't exist. <laughs> you didn't see anything. You didn't see that. Don't look there's at that. No, Stop looking. <laughs> there's there's no such thing as Area 51. Why is there a fence, though, that says trespassers will be shot? No, it, it, that's nothing. <laughs> just a fence. But I see that. I can't hear you. La, 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 la. No, nothing there. <laughs> no. <laughs> but I see. I see. I can't hear you. <laughs> like. It's crazy. So, um, aerial images existed at the base, didn't show up on any maps, but thanks to its fame and existence of private satellites, you can now buy high-resolution aerial images from of the base from private Russian firms. Oh, God. That's another thing. As well as the firm Iconos, a private company originally started under Lockheed Martin. I don't know. I'm not giving any Russians my money to see some high-def photos of Area 51. I don't know about you. Well, apparently that uh, face app... They're probably not cheap, either. That face app that everyone's been using to make themselves look old that I, myself, even used. Um, or like a girl. <laughs> yeah. There, that some people were doing. There's this uh, shit that's been coming out that apparently... Well, that that is definitely a Russian-owned app, and they... Um, a, the rumor was that they're taking your information, and by installing the app, you're giving them access to all your uh, photos and everything and all your data. Uh, I read a, uh, a Washington Post article, though, where they actually talked to one of the, the creators and they said... It's not Russian. Well, it is Russian, but it, it, yeah. it they they only keep the photos that you upload. They keep they keep it in a cloud and then they, yeah. then they delete, quote, most of the pictures after 48 hours. But uh -huh. they do have rights to... Uh, any picture you upload. Well, I mean, that's 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 to be expected. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's how, that's how I think about that's, it. I mean, it's like, duh, of course they're gonna... That's It's it, it's like people act like Snapchat and Instagram and every other thing are yeah. doing that. As Or Facebook has already been proven to do that. It's one of those things that's like, I, it, you know, whatever. As long as they're not, like, getting legitimate, like, personal information, like, I, I could really care Yeah, less. same. I mean, I don't really... I don't really give a shit. They have um, a picture of me, you know, from some wedding that I did, and I made myself look like an old man. I, mean, I don't care. There's one that you did. Is that the one from the wedding where you look like a teacher yeah. or you look like a skeptic yeah. that would be brought on Unsolved Mysteries to talk about how the UFOs are just car lights or, uh, yeah, <laughs> or, you know, birds in the sky? <laughs> I, I thought in that one I, I aged really well, but the uh, first one I did, God, I yeah. looked like an. Whoa! <laughs> I looked like an angry old lesbian cat lady. <laughs> and if I probably wouldn't look very, I, I don't even want to try it because it's just like it's going to be frightening. I, I don't want to. I don't want to see that until it's actually you know that time. You don't want. You don't, I don't want to see what I. You don't want to face the precipice of death, Mike. No. Do you? Uh, you know, I've seen enough. Yeah, sure. <laughs> you know, I've, I've, I've. You're bored. I, I'm, You're like, I'm not. Yeah, I want to come face to face with the Grim Reaper. Sure, I'm not bored, but I'm, I'm just, you know, I'm unimpressed with what this life has offered me so far. Wow, that's that. It just uh, got really dark. Um. <laughs> so yeah, and he's kidding, of course, folks. <laughs> yeah, sure, sure, I am. So, a new element of the bizarre, famous yet secret nature of the base has cropped up as Nevadas begin to realize the tourism potential of Area 51. The state named the adjacent highway the Extraterrestrial Highway, 
with nearby towns awash with extraterrestrial keychains, T-shirts, and alien and an alien-themed motel called Little Alien. Oh my god! Oh, my god. oh that hurt. That's a painful pun right that there. That was a groaner, as they say. The minor league baseball team in nearby Las Vegas is even called the 51s. While the base is said by conspiracy theorists to be the site of everything from time travel research to an underground transcontinent, transcontinental railroad to a secret lab where aliens work with the government to reverse engineer alien technology, there's little evidence for any of the fanciful claims that people have made. If it was there, you, we wouldn't know about it. See, that's the thing. Like, if there is evidence for any of that shit, we're not going to know about well, that's it. That's what's so funny to me about all these, like, shows on the History Channel, like, top secret UFO files the government doesn't want you to know about on cable TV that, you know, hundreds of thousands of people are going to watch. Yeah, right. They're not going to show you anything or give you any any real credible morsels on those shows that you can actually take yeah. to the bank because the government I mean, wouldn't allow it. No, nope. like straight up. I, I think s some people think you know I might be crazy for thinking this, but uh, it's a it's a theory I've always had that if you look at how fast technology has advanced since the fifties, um, it, it's faster than really any other civilization that that I can think of, and you know with all the computer technology and all these other things and all just it's just almost lightning fast advances. Uh, when it, when you look at like how fast a technology is, has has uh, grown from the fifties and onward, um, it's one of those things that I I, I think it, you know it, it's a theory that I've had that you know the government has been reverse engineering uh, alien technology. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I I could I could buy that. I mean, yeah. Just it's it's insane. You know, it's like because you look at the leap, and it, it is just a ridiculous leap. Especially in like the last like twenty years, when it comes to technology, yeah, like it, it really has gotten insane. The amount of uh, Bill Gates and uh, the the guy and Steve Jobs they just had aliens. <laughs> yeah. Well, and that's even that's that, that's not even the, like the we the technology that the consumer gets is like like you know five to ten years outdated to like what the government already had oh absolutely like yeah. you go in air force one and the the shit that they probably have in that plane is is stuff that your normal citizens do not have access to yeah and and so like i remember hearing about like well the military alone the military has so many uh uh top secret weaponry that you know like i was i've mentioned this before but i think it's it's worth mentioning again for those who might not have heard it yet. You know, when I was working in Oklahoma City at JCPenney seasonally, there was someone who was working there who was in the military and he was talking about, you know, how they were doing top secret. They were doing testing on these, these audio weapons, you know, just using audio frequencies that are so strong they can blow shit up. They just play Old Town Road really loud at you. <laughs> So is that is that is that kind of like memes for you like really popular songs like you're just like uh enough okay i'll say i don't mind old town road as a song i it, it, i don't i mean i actually like the cover the version with billy ray cyrus like it, it improves the song 
you ask me. I, I just I just don't mind it. It doesn't bother me. It's like the people who get so upset at that song, I, I just kind of want to be like, guys, have you not been listening to mainstream music the last like five years? <laughs> it's been shit. This song, though not great, it's it's less shitty than Gucci Gang, Gucci Gang, Gucci Gang, Gucci Gang, Gucci Gang. You know, like <laughs> it's at least a step up from that, you know? And then Billie Eilish is getting popular, and I think her music's kind of weird and cool. So it's like, uh-huh. it's like, are we finally getting out of this trap rap trough we've been in for the last like five years? God, I'm so sick. You probably of it. got a lot of people giving you shit for that rap video. Were you talking about live rap? Oh, uh, <laughs> honestly, it's gotten no. It hasn't. I mean, it's it's only at 400 views. So if it if it one thing I've noticed on YouTube is as soon as your video breaks a thousand views, you start getting. You start getting people in there who are not your normal watchers. Yeah, a lot like people who started giving me shit over... Because I did a rant on Ghostbusters in 4K. And so I got a lot of people who were like, Oh, your your setup just sucks. Like, like I'm not going to listen to you. It's like... No. And also, try it for yourself. Before you say stupid shit like that. <coughs> It's like my tenth sneeze of the, of, of the afternoon. Yeah, people just love to pile on online. Whatever the whatever the popular opinion is on some video, people pe- like trolls are just most likely going to go with the flow. So if it's like overwhelmingly a positive video, then then people are just going to say positive shit and agree. If it's an overwhelmingly negative video, oh god, they love to pile on and and throw their yeah. throw their own little two cent insults in there as well. Like uh-huh. I've experienced that a lot. We we might get some of those for this podcast because we're 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 on tangents. Yeah, we're bust we're <laughs> busting on the memes, dog. So while the base is said by conspiracy theorists theorists to be the site of all these other things, um, it is more likely it's more likely use is just as exciting a secret testing space for experimental aircraft of terrestrial nature, many of which could easily be considered unidentified flying objects. Some of them, yes. Other ones, no. Uh, located near the tiny town of Rachel, Nevada, a pop- which has a population of 98. God. Be hard, facility- be hard to find of someone out there. Uh, the, Tinder swi- yeah. the Tinder swiping would be very quick. Oh, she's hot. She's hot. She's not. She's okay. Oh, out of people, damn. <laughs> <laughs> this facility can be approached from two directions. Uh, one approach close to Rachel takes a visitor down approximately six miles of winding dirt roads to a guard building and gate in the middle of nowhere. The other approach is 14 miles down Groom Lake Road at the base of the Hancock Summit. The turnoff marked only by a lone stop sign is here at these directions, which I'm not going to read. Signs at the gate and border point warn travelers that any attempt to enter will be met with fines, jail time, or even deadly force. Now, they're... Okay... Yeah, might as well be. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm might as well. It's a, it's a Chappelle show thing with the with the uh, <laughs> wrap that the shit bar. up, cracker. <laughs> <laughs> well, I know. I I just I have to uh, I have to leave. I have a uh, two gigs today. I have a trivia gig uh, at seven, and I, I have mm-hmm. a karaoke gig. Well, I didn't really have anything else really to say other than you know if, if we had time to mention some of the other like consider you know what people considered to have been in area 51 but it, it's fine yeah we can save that for some although someone's talking about cloning alien viruses 
That's, yeah, that's 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 scary. That's too much of a tangent for for my time yeah. threshold right now. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so I hope I hope that uh, alien aids, folks. Uh, Alienate. <laughs> oh my god, get out of here. Alien aids. <laughs> yeah, this was a very alienating podcast, probably for some people, because <laughs> some so I I would imagine at least a few listeners out there are meme lords, and they will have gotten very offended by this. I'm sorry. Uh, I still like you as a person. I just don't care for memes all that much. Unless they're possum memes, of course. Please keep sending those my way. Uh, please, please keep those possum memes coming. Um, that's all the time we got this week, unfortunately. But hey, on the plus side, at least this, this bitch is going to be out on time. Um, especially for the Patreons, who will get this podcast either uh, tomorrow or the next day, which is at least a few days before everyone else is going to get it. If you want to join our Patreon, uh, consider doing that at patreon.com slash uncovering unexplained mysteries. You get the podcast early and there's a bunch of there's a library of bonus segments. I wish there was a uh, like a tab you could click on that brought you exclusively to our bonus segments. But you kind of have to scroll back to find them, which sucks. But um, anyway, do that uh, if you want to support the podcast that way. Um, if you want to join our Facebook group, that is very interactive, um, very positive, very awesome group. And it has some very exclusive content that uh, I can't mention on here. You're going to want to join. Go to Facebook.com and search Uncovering Unexplained Mysteries and go to the, gr- the groups tab and do that um and if you want more of me and mike but separately uh you can find us on youtube mike is youtube.com slash ocp communications uh he is a movie guy he mainly talks about movies what was the last video you did mike the last video i did is still the last video that i talked about when i reviewed godzilla king of monsters just been busy with other stuff um i'm thinking about Taking some time to record maybe some new stuff. I'm considering uh, reviewing the Jaws franchise because I've watched uh, the first two recently. And because uh, I watched Jaws on 4th of July. That's how I spent my 4th of July. Watched Jaws. Had a friend come over. We had a pizza. That's that's how I spent my 4th of July. I didn't really do anything fancy. Didn't do anything party related. But I already mentioned that. World's most um, wholesome so- 4th of July ever. <laughs> so um yeah uh and definitely a review of crawl in the future which i definitely recommend you check that out folks it's a fun movie fast-paced um intense but um definitely worth your while if you're into creature features like jaws or some of these you know or alligator so to speak um all right, well, yeah. that's Mike's channel. You can find me at youtube.com slash dancing with ghosts. That is also my band, which you have, which I've been peddling at the end of every podcast. Um, I do all kinds of different videos on my YouTube channel. Uh, I did uh, the top 10 most disliked videos on YouTube recently, but my most recent video is a kind of a life update, a channel update, uh, just an update on my life in general. I get a little bit more personal than i do on the podcast just because you know we're always trying to not make these super long of uh, chit chat we want the right balance of chit chat and actual you know cases and stories and stuff so go on over if you want to hear about my mental health and my band and my pot and the podcast and how i really feel about the podcast Ooh, um and uh, other shit there's all kinds of stuff on my channel it's like a mixed bag of trail mix with m&ms in there 
So yeah, until next week, uh, enjoy the rest of your day and or night. Don't cry and please don't die. Goodbye. See ya. So now we've come to the point in the podcast where I'm going to promote my band, Dancing With Ghosts. We are on Spotify and anywhere else that you want to stream music, so please give us a listen. And if you like what you hear, consider supporting our band. You can buy limited editions of our physical CDs and uh, t-shirts in the description to this podcast. And uh, we just appreciate you checking out the band and giving it a chance. And now here is a little clip of some of our music. Someone thought to tie it up. As goes the night. I feel the slip in this abyss. And crafted cage my skull. I cannot stand. You cannot stand. Just hey. little kids, man. They don't know how to lie. You got to look at the video. <laughs> Jaime Aragin. Uh, Who the fuck is calling me from Yuli? Hold on. Hello? Speaking. Joshua, as far as the miles we show you should be at, and this is estimated, by the way, about 54,000 miles on it. Does that sound about right? Yeah. Like five years. Five years, okay. Now, during that time frame, have you had any mechanical issues at all? No. Okay, I'd like to hear that. That's good. Um, it, it just turned four um, about uh, so much ago. How's the body in pain? It's got a big there? dent in the uh, pass it or the uh, back seat driver's side door. Really? Yes. That's very noticeable. Oh, it's yeah, it's very noticeable. You guys won't give me any money for it. <laughs> I've already ha- I've already had this conversation several times with you guys. Oh, you did. Uh huh. When was the last time you had that conversation? I don't remember the exact date. Okay. Yeah, okay, we we are calling about that. Uh, uh, use your vehicle as a trade. Um, and I wish I I know you haven't you don't remember when the last time you talked, but did they tell you to if you fix that up, that you get more money for it or? It's, uh, I'm not. I'm not. Well, I'm not interested in selling it. I'm. T- I only owe a few thousand on it, and then I'm just going to drive it till the wheels fall off. I'm not trying to get into a new car. Okay. All right. Well, if you need anything as far as service, let us know. All right. Or thank you. Bye. Appreciate your time. Asshole. <laughs> I thought you were going to record this just so you could like just fuck with the guy. Oh, I did record it, but I. Yeah. Yeah. I mean. I don't know. I could have fucked with them more. I should have, but oh well. You're a nice guy. I mean, you, someone could <laughs> someone could hear that and still feel like I came off as a dick, but I don't think I am. But I don't know. <laughs> <laughs>
Everyone. Well, uh, it, it's that whole thing. Remember, you were talking about how when you you react to uh, people, you you just react differently. So you're just like, yeah, uh huh, okay, no. <laughs> I'm just you know straight down to brass tacks with these motherfuckers. It's like, look, I know you're 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 wanting something. You know, you're trying uh-huh. to sell me something. You know, get to your fucking point, there, guy. I'm not trying to. Yeah. Not trying yeah. to fucking dick around with you. Uh huh. 